Welcome to Ashamed of Thrones, your weekly recap and review podcast for HBO's former Prime Minister of Great Britain of a TV show. <laughs> the Game of Thrones, my name is Doug. With me, as always, well, not to be seen, is Brian. Gonna be late. He's got a little bit of a birthday going on. I am instead joined by some all-stars um, from sister podcasts, um, Flick Pals and uh, The Shameful Dead. First off, let's start with Jerome. Jerome, how you doing? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. It's been a long time. It has been a while. Uh, that's basically because of Brian. He really didn't want you on the show this season. I know. I did my best, and it I, worked. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, okay, and then we have Rico. Rico, how you doing? Oh, I am wonderful. <laughs> we're going we're to work on that catchphrase. And we have Jeff Andreessen <laughs> coming back. Uh, both of you guys... Um, are regulars? I don't know on uh, Flick Pals, the defunct um, show. Um, used to be produced by our friend Snacks, who I guess died. How you doing, Jeff? Yeah, I'm good. Let's flush this throne. Okay, guys, <laughs> this is the last episode of the podcast as it is. Maybe we'll resurrect it when the prequel series comes out. But honestly, how excited are any of you for that shit? <laughs> I mean. Oh. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I want to talk about the book, assuming uh, we get Wins a Winner, uh, and it's not written by Brandon Sanderson, um, who famously finished the uh, Wheel of Time series. Um, let's talk about, before we talk about the show, I want to hear you guys bitch about season eight, um, particularly Jerome and Rico, since uh, Jeff was, well... I don't know. Jeff was on. Jeff, you you can bitch about it too because you were on C, uh, episode three, which was the uh, the long night. Um, and I didn't, you know, at the time I thought that episode was bad, and I had no idea. <laughs> I was a sweet sweet <laughs> child. We were in for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, open up. Whoever wants to start, just complain about this season. All right, I'll jump in. Here's Rico. Uh, let's see. I guess, so for me, I would have to say when it was getting towards, uh, even before they shot season seven, and it was kind of like, okay, um, you know, this is just going to take forever. There's going to be a season seven, and then they're going to take five years, and there's going to be season eight. I had this feeling that's just going to become popcorn movies for the most part. So I, I, I was prepared for, um, for everything to kind of fall apart and them just to. Get her done. I think and, that's an insult to popcorn movies. Uh-huh. Well, they can be, depending who's making them. No, I think I think a good popcorn movie is, uh, I don't know, competent? Right. Um, well, a popcorn movie maybe doesn't necessarily have to uh, tie together all these threads that have been building for years and years um, with character arcs that are slowly moving and building up. And so anyways... Bottom line was, I, I was kind of ready for uh, whatever. Uh, for me, the biggest thing that pissed me off was actually The Long Night. That was the one thing that I said, here's this villain, this unique villain that's not a human versus human. It's man versus this other, which was, I thought, very interesting and you know potentially interesting. Better than just a zombie horde. It had a little more to it. They've been building it, building it, building it. How are we going to stop it? Oh, now it's broken through the wall. Oh boy, here we go. Westeros is going to pay. Uh, or not. All right, it's done. It's over. 
And and so for me, that was my low point of the season. After that, I really had a hard time. I didn't well, care moving it after since the entirety of a lot of season six and season seven was built up yeah. establishing this threat yeah. even more. And to have it just completely neutralized like that. You know what? They could have made it work if if the threat beyond that was something substantial. The yeah. threat beyond that is just Danny. And that could have worked too if if yeah. they had done more with that all along. So yep. there's a lot there's a lot of shit that they needed to figure out, I think, earlier and sort of reprioritize their themes, right. their characters, their characterizations. And they could have made some of this shit work, but they mm-hmm. They kind of half-assed it a little bit, I think. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just like, baffled by the show. Um, because I, I think the guys are talented to an extent. I, I think they're really good. They're good at adapting to an extent. Yeah. Um, they're not terrible writers. Like, I, What's everybody's favorite episode of the season? I like the second one, but that's just me because it had, the, uh, it had some character interactions with Brienne getting knighted and uh I don't know. Uh yeah, I, I love the second one. Right. And I think it's a well episode. So I, I don't think the yeah. guys are completely like useless writers. They have talent, but they they are not good at plotting, I don't think. Like they can write character bits that are strong. They can write okay dialogue sometimes, although they write a shitload of bad dialogue. Yes. They're capable. Um but plotting is not a strength theme is not a strength of theirs. They, they just sort of lost the threads, yeah. and they, I don't think right. they really care about the threads. But that, um, but the thing is, is I so just to recap why I started this podcast. I started it after season five, and season five was awful. It was the Dorn bullshit. It was the mm-hmm. Sansa getting raped. I think it might have been the Stannis, um, you know, having an about face. Jesus, right. and oh. that whole season made me angry, and I was like, this is just not good. Um, and that's why I started the podcast to complain about it with other people. Um, but even then, like, I felt like season six righted itself to a certain extent. It wasn't good. Let's, let's face it. Like they left the source material behind. I wasn't expecting a George R. R. Martin quality of it, like nowhere to compare to the first four seasons. And honestly, the first four seasons were the first three books for the, for the most part. They're great. Um, and, and they did a great job with that. I wasn't expecting that, but I wasn't expecting them to just not really, it, it comes off as not caring, right? Or not, or not giving a shit about what the story is about, and I do want to talk about that. But that's right. what I, I I expected them to at least put the effort they put into some of these other things. Now there's there's show invention stuff, and uh, like the Tywin and Arya interactions, not in the book. And you know what? I loved it in the show. I thought they were great interactions, and they were true to the characters. Um, and it was show invention. Obviously, it was written by them, I guess, or their group. It was uh, something that they put. You know, they put together even some of the stuff like um, you can tell the the blowing up of the sept was a, a easy way out for them to wrap up all sorts of storylines with the faith of the seven and the new high yeah, sparrow. I love that. I love that. But I once love, again, it was yes, exactly. I love, it works. Right, yeah. it, it worked and it was good. Works. And you could tell like it like it, it was dare I say I don't know sophisticated or elo- like eloquent. Like they they wrapped but up where, these things and they wiped where the board. Is that? Why? Where is that in this season? It's Why is nowhere. Cersei left so impotent this season? She all she is is a troll. Like she doesn't like do anything. And I get it. I get that it's hard to fight against an all powerful dragon. Uh, but she's just like staring and watching and like yeah, not. No, she has no backup she has, plan. It's just like Littlefinger no having no. Dream. 
Littlefinger having no backup plan. Uh, Jermaine, I do want to hear about your take for this season. I mean, do you just echo all our sentiments? Do you want to expound? Do you have any like nitpicks that really got under your skin? Um, you know, the the show always has let's just, like thirty different, you know, story plots going on at a time, and I feel like they're like they just picked half of them and were like, okay, we're going to finish these in seven years of story, finish it off in you know ten minutes of an episode, and. It just, I thought some of the endings sucked. Like, okay, this is over. You built, you know, you spent all this time building up these huge story, story arcs and character progressions, and then they just ended. And the long night just ended. Like, the very first episode was a White Walker, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And then in the long night, all that stuff, 10 years of waiting was just like, okay, it's over. But it seems like it seems like all the decisions to end were arbitrary. Like it was like them yeah, just throwing exactly. darts at a dartboard saying, I guess it'll be Arya that kills Night King. I guess well, Bran no, will I, be I, king I, at the end. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see. Now we'll never right. know. What we'll never they know. Were told by Martin, right? Of what his end game was going to be. Who knows now? I he guess knows how he's going to change it. Yeah. Um, but you can absolutely see that they went, okay, we're going to do this, that, and the other thing. How do we get there? Uh, just force it. Who cares? Like, whatever. And and it was just, yeah, sticking, you know, square pegs and round holes and vice versa. It just makes so much of their plotting seem stupid. I mean, like, why why did John die and come back? Why? Like, what is the purpose of that? What when is then, that? especially with the long night, and there, and and they talk about after that episode, and they're like, "We just didn't feel like it was right for him to be the one." Which I, I get, and it was like, yeah. "I get it that's fine." It doesn't have to be that, but but then, what's the reason? Right. Well, and, and they made a reason, but the reason is, uh, because he can get to Danny and kill her in that moment. All right, <laughs> or that like. Aria is a, it's a callback to a show invention line that they they made up in like a throwaway line, and that's the thing with Aria too. Like when she goes off at the end of the series to like find out what's west of Westeros, I had forgotten that she had mentioned that in an awful episode. Uh, I think it was season five. I don't know season six, the one where she gets stabbed in the gut several times and then falls into the canal, um, but still like yeah. doesn't die. I guess she told the actress that uh, she had a brief relationship with. That she was curious about it. So it's it's another thing that like, yes, you spent seven seasons developing these characters and kind of giving them motivations and uh, passions and dreams and hopes. But yeah, let's end it on a fucking brief throwaway line. Um, it, it, it's really frustrating. Like, it's beyond frustrating. Like... It, it it's it, if that's why it feels insulting. It feels more than lazy or incompetent. It feels like a, a direct insult. I don't know. This, it feels like they wanted it to end, and they said, "Okay, we're going to end it. We're going to have I don't know. Let's just do six six episodes. How about that? And we're just going to end everything in the last two episodes right, of the last right. Episode. But like this that's, feels like this done. is they're this done. is yeah. I know, but this is your legacy. Like after a while, yeah. like if you're a professional athlete, you're going to get the big contract. And then you've made all the money you're going to make. What's left but to to think about how people are going to remember you by? Uh, It's I don't know. They just didn't do do it justice. We are joined by the birthday boy, Brian. How you doing? Hey, hey, Jess. How are you guys tonight? I assume it's been all positive up to this point. Yeah, we're just kind of putting a pin on uh, season eight, but this. 
Oh, Jermaine. <laughs> this is why I refuse to go on the uh, whatever the jerking dead or whatever you guys call it. Uh, I'll, I'll jerk it. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for having me on my show. Uh, <laughs> Fear the jerking dead. Yeah. So I, the review so far, I assume it's been largely negative. Anything, uh, anything that we didn't discuss so far. Or, uh, actually, you know what? We shouldn't repeat it for the audience. Let's move on to the new topics. Uh, just, just in general. There. I mean, I was trying to get everyone's like opinions. And I liked it. Yeah. Right. Did you really? Jermaine, <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine, I want. I do want to hear more about you because I feel like you haven't read the books, right? I have not. Uh, he's barely literate. Yeah. Yeah. True. So I, I, I honestly want to like hear your opinion about because uh, I, I told like I just said. Season five is when I said, this is awful. Like, this isn't good anymore. Uh, and I feel like the average viewer who hadn't read the books didn't get that opinion until the last few episodes of this season. Like, the the, the casual fan turned on this show, sounds like. And you being, I, I don't want to say casual fan, because I'm not, I don't know, I don't want to use that in a pejorative thing, but like, ha, like, son of a... <laughs> You know Badge TV because you watch the the Walking Dead with <laughs> the, me. The worst TV. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I know when they ran out. I know when the books ended in the show. Yeah. Meaning, I knew when they had material to work with and like uh, you know conversations that were had and actual dialogue and scenes. And I know, I know up to that point because the show was good. Uh, even though I agree with you, season five was just that shitty Dorn stuff. It turned into like Plus. goofy. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when it came to season seven, when they didn't have any more material, you could tell because that's when the show, for me, got bad. It's like, all right, they're, cle- they're clearly, they're clearly, you know, writing this now. They're making, they're making it up as they go. And, because uh, some of those episodes were just awful. And, and seemingly like, writing themselves into corners that then they went, oh, what do we do now? Yeah, because yeah. you look at all these threads and you go, "Wow, you just abandoned how many threads? Like, why did we show beyond Jay, getting Jamie up north? Why did they bring a, a White Walker down to King's Landing? Just, you know, like just these major yeah. points of the whole season. Almost. Just to and get then, Danny yeah. on board, I guess, and to really commit her to John and to have guess, this beautiful romance." Right. Once, yeah, yeah. So, so like uh, one thing, the the one theory on another rival podcast who's not nearly as good as ours is that the season seven they didn't really want to commit to anything. They wanted to leave everything on the table to be able to do whatever they wanted in the final season, which would make sense because they left so many strings out there and didn't really tie them whatsoever. But then the other thing, um, but you why guys would you do that? Why would you do that? Let's uh, leave uh, all uh, the uh, strings. Yeah, let, yeah. Because uh, you, you have, miss your point, but I want to come back to that. That then you have two years to figure out what's actually going to happen, uh, or a year and a half, or whatever they took off. So, if you don't commit yourself too much in season seven, then you could do whatever you the hell you want to in season eight, which would make sense because they did leave a lot of stuff open. There were a lot of possibilities based on season seven that they didn't really pay off in season eight because they just got lazy as shit. My counter argument would be why would you think what are you just going to get smarter? Like, Martin's not going to release both books in that time. I don't know why you would uh, fart around about the end game. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's smart. I'm just saying that that wouldn't make sense that they left open the possibility of like bit. actually cool things happening in season eight, and then they didn't pay them off because 
they're going to go write the worst Star Wars trilogy that's ever existed. Um, Can't but wait. then what Jermaine said too, I wanted to piggyback on what Jermaine said about how the dialogue fell off in season five. The, the the people on the internet have pointed out like the the sitting down uh, of uh, of Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark where they're sitting out in the field. God's Ned, how well, we used to fight people, and they're the, the, like you could just sit there and watch the series, and it'd be like these soliloquies or long speeches that were so awesome and made so much sense, and now we're just left to one-liners. Is really what's boiled down to at this point. It's fan service. And, it feels yeah, like fan it's so service. Bad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just really disappointing. Where th- this was like the most smartly written show, but it was from George R. R. Martin, and you can just set, you see such a difference between season one and season seven and eight. It's crazy. Yeah, that's why. Let's have the hound say something like you know, hello, really, baby brother. Really mean again. Let's have <laughs> I don't like have you. Bond make fight. a joke about short people again. Like it's like let's just all that shit. It's, and it, it's this reliance on nostalgia, nostalgia for right. something that was still going on. Like self-referential, uh, even to the point with. The last well, thing said by Tyrion Lannister, the, the smartest. Hey okay, guys, man, remember this show was good. Remember this, right? The smartest <laughs> man alive, the smartest man alive uh, in in world, is I once brought a donkey and a honeycomb into a brothel. Remember that? What I said <laughs> seven <laughs> seasons back, it was brilliant then. Brilliant now. He's a jackass, dude. Oh, sorry. Fuck yeah. <laughs> are they do? Uh, are they gonna do a situation comedy spinoff with those guys sitting at the table? The, I want to say the comedy <laughs> is com- the worst. So, like, there's been a few times that I laughed, and I think it had more to do with the actor's delivery than like Tormund. Tormund, yeah, exactly. Tormund tearing up about Brienne made me laugh, but a lot of other Tormund stuff, I'm like, this is not funny. A lot, the humor, ugh. Jeff, particularly the humor, uh, and uh, yes, uh, so, um, Brian, uh, Rico, our friend who's on the podcast with us, uh, said that our names now, like what's happening? Yes, Rico, (laughs) who are you addressing? All of us, well, you know, I I don't know if (laughs) uh, I get called, I don't know if Brian knows who Rico is, and we did the uh intros earlier, anyway. Rico said that uh, the long night broke him, and I said that's what broke me, too, and I was just like, I, I don't care anymore. Th- this show is uh, nihilistic, but not in like an intentional way, <laughs> in a more, oh, God, what the fuck is going on? It seems so random and boring. Yeah. But what what broke me again when I didn't think I could be broken is the fucking stupid-ass Great Council and just the the just the buffoonery of not only the, the bad comedy, but just like <laughs> they propose these things that... If you've paid any attention to the sophisticated political show that we've been watching for seven seasons, you know nothing. None of it makes sense and is, in fact, idiotic. Like moronic. Can I pitch, can I pitch an alternate season eight? I've got Please. an idea that I think I think could have salvaged this a little bit. So, first two episodes fine. You know, I did, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the first, but that's okay. Second episode's the same. The third episode, same title. It's called The Long Night. But they wait all night. And, and they never come. The White Walkers, the Waits, they never come. And what they find out is that they're essentially bypassing Winterfell. Right. And they're going straight to King's Landing. Yep. And so then, then they have to decide, are we going to fight on behalf of Cersei? Or are we going to let them take over? And Infinitely better already. Debate. You have me. You have me already. Right? <laughs> right? Like, like that's, they sh- that's what they should have done. 
And it makes it combines the two things that you need to sort of deal with this season. And it brings in sort of the intellectual argument and the themes that right. that they've been playing with the whole time. And, and you could even I, make you could even make Danny crazy why fuck her, you know, sure. let her burn right. or let her die. Right. And you could yeah, just, that gives her a reasoning. Right. You know? Yeah, because she's so obsessed with it that she's like, I don't know. It, it, it's just there's so much more potential for that, and it's so simpler to do it that way. And I'm just kind of stunned that these guys they insisted on going the way that they did, and I I don't I don't get it. Like I I don't think that they're complete idiots, but yeah. I don't know. Like that that long night episode really makes me wonder. Oh, I mean, boy. yeah. So let's let's yeah. get into the big. All right, sorry, uh, Brian, go ahead. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was propose that we discuss the first uh, the worst three or five lines in the entirety of the show and so i'm going to nominate some here and Go you ahead. guys let me know where you, where you think these fall uh, uh right off the top of the head you want a good girl but you need mm. the bad <laughs> yes. yeah that's what i was thinking of with a bullet yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. say it again what is it <laughs> uh you want to or you want a good girl but you need the bad pussy <laughs> <laughs> What was that? that was the short hair girl with nice breasts in the jail. Uh, <laughs> actually, out of the jail. One of the two? sand skanks from uh, season five. Yeah. yeah. Sand skank. Was it to Braun, oh, though? Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, sorry, sorry. I thought it was I thought you were talking season eight for the whole the whole, okay. uh, whole show. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Brad, can Here I do one? Yeah, go. Yeah, absolutely. How much for your clam? <laughs> that, that you, you got the list. Are these, yep. are these all pussy related? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a random passerby mentioning Arya Stark, who was thirteen oh, at the Christ. time. Uh, okay. She was selling uh, whatever seafood. Here we go. Next one. <laughs> how about how about a how about a kiss for your uncle? <laughs> that was uh, Euron. What was the last yeah. season? To Yara. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's three of the best ones. Um, next one is what well, the uh, the whole Tyrion. I once went into brothel with a, a donkey and a, a jackass and a honeycomb, <laughs> which it's always like it would be not a bad line, except they never paid it off. So it's like super stupid, frustrating. Well, and they they called they did it, they called back to it like twice, like it was brilliant. Or yeah, no, three times I think. Wow. Pretty sure three times. Uh, next one, maybe it is all cocks in the end. <laughs> I think that was actually. I, I told you, I'm going to defend that. I think it was actually I like, like yeah, because like in the context of uh, like they had like a reasoned argument about just like finding and what what I don't know what motivates men uh, to to fight in wars. Um, I'll defend it. I, I can't. I can't go I know- back and give you the context, but. Is that all I want? It's cocks in my end. <laughs> I, uh, I, I feel that like not- that. It, I feel like that was a brawn thing to say. So it made it made sense to me. Uh, it was funny at the at, at the time. time. Okay, here's my final nomination. Where are my niece and nephew? Let's go murder them. <laughs> Let's go murder them. <laughs> uh, you have yeah, to, like, you, scowl. Oh, nice. you have to scowl and say it uh, much angrier. Yeah, I heard uh, <laughs> that guy Euron described as a dollar store Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yes. Did <laughs> oh, everybody man. else collectively groan when he just washes up on the shore with Jamie at that one point? <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah. Like, uh, that God, is the, yeah. like, that's, let's just randomly finish these storylines. Like, 
Your aunt could have just never been seen again. It had been let him drown. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about you. Somebody, Euron. somebody. I saw like a critique where they were very critical of the show, but they said like Euron has always been consistent, but he's just been a shitty character. Like, definitely bad. <laughs> right, well, but like he's been consistent a- in the way that he wants like love and appreciation, and he doesn't do anything for the the sake of doing something. He does it for. Uh, the glory it'll give him or the love it's uh, horrible because I think Euron in the books is fucking awesome like I love Euron in the he books could be. Like, he's a madman like right. he's just absolutely batshit insane I like him a lot better than Ramsey and the show like you know went fucking ballistic over Ramsey and I don't know Euron sucks but it's like, important to, to note that George R. R. Martin has terrible lines in the books so I oh, just pulled up some of these and get ready for these there we go Okay, first one. Her cunt became the world. Yo, yeah. <laughs> what? Can you give me a context on that? I cannot. Okay. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Reddit. <laughs> All right, here we go. I got one. I got one. Here we Title of the series was. I got one for you. Her loins ached from the urgency of his lovemaking. Oh, that was, was a good. That was, was Catelyn Stark in uh, book one, uh, talking about Ned. How they had this weird, like, very like platonic friendship uh, marriage. Uh, but like she just described uh, being made love to like it was, I don't know, a book report. It was very <laughs> disconcerting. Let me do one. Let me do one. Okay, go. Uh, the fat pink mast. <laughs> the ship groaned and growled beneath him like a constipated fat man straight into shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> real. Get out of here. According to Reddit, it's real. <laughs> Sir Alistair Thorne walked from the rim so stiffly it looked as though he had a dagger up his butt. <laughs> That's fake. The yeah, more she drank, the more she real. shat, but the more she shat, the thirstier she grew. <laughs> that is that is the <laughs> that's the theories, and that's the well, last that's one. That's just science. That's why you're just reading fan fiction. We get my own fan fiction. <laughs> and then Optimus Prime said she did <laughs> It's just a twelve-year-old sweating these like ass jokes. Oh, <laughs> she he had kissed, a dagger up his butt. <laughs> then she gets Bumblebee. <laughs> uh, all right, are you done? Are you done, Brian? I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's let's just put the let's let's. All right. Season eight. Whatever. You can bring up gripes if you remember them. But what the? Okay. Like, let's talk about what the showrunners or what the show presents is the point of the story. Uh. And what do we think the point that George R. R. Martin's trying to make? Obviously, I feel like this the the you know the jury's out on that since we we haven't finished the books. And I feel like the way an author ends a book says you know a lot about what they're they're trying to put forth. But I feel like we can make some educated guesses that are not uh, congruent with how the story ended on TV. And I gotta say this, I feel like it's a misinterpretation. I feel like. People look like I got. I have to say it. If if like a moron looked at at, at the the first five books that are out, just saw like these people like oh anybody can randomly die and it's all random and and it doesn't really matter. It's just a fun ride. Like that's the way I I I I feel like that's what the show is telling us, right? Like what the fuck is the show trying to tell us? What is the point of this story from what we see on screen? Uh, don't accidentally follow a little Hitler. 
Is that is that the story they've been consistently telling for seven seasons, though, or is that oh, the story no, they told no, no. in a well, an episode well, and a half? A little bit with her, with Daenerys, a little bit. There's a lot of things that she says, like I'm going to break the wheel, I'm going to do all this stuff. It's like, well, what what would that mean? It's just going to be a people, and then she's the only ruler of any kind. Hmm. Like, so in some ways, as far as her turning how she got there they did a terrible job right but i don't know if you sum all this shit up it's just like uh humans suck so here we are yeah i don't know yeah doug and and assuming that the show is trying to tell us something i think you're giving dnd way too much credit i don't think that they were trying to tell us anything at all i think they were just trying to go for oh shit moments and what can go viral i mean Assuming that they were trying to have some coherent message, um, but that's what that's what I mean. Like it's a nihilistic message and not intentionally. Like it's a it's not not even a message. They're just too stupid to put together a good show. Yeah, no, I think they they were telling Martin's story pretty well up until season six or seven, and then when they started to tell their own story to like finish it, they they didn't know what the fuck they were but doing. But did they, they throw out to... theme? Did they forget it, or did they just not pay attention? Jeff, please weigh in here. Uh, I don't... I, uh, I think they shifted themes slightly. and, and But at the same time... Okay, so let's ask, let me ask you this. If the theme is about, I guess, that man is the real sort of villain of the show, right? Since the White Walker, since the threat of nature... Right, which is what you have to uh, assume by the, right. fucking, the way they ended the Long Night I don't know. I don't know what to take of the ending when the dragon says, "You know what? I'm going to spark up some fire, (laughs) burn some symbolism in this, and let's make this really concrete and like burn the throne um, because that's the real enemy." But then all they do is just do what they've always done. Right. I, I I don't. I honestly, it's so inconsistent at the end. I don't know where to begin. Like, it's just sort of. It's baffling. And I'll have, I have yes. to admit, the last episode didn't disappoint me as much as I thought. Like, I was going in expecting the worst, I think, at that point. And I kind of liked, I, I wasn't crazy about how it happened, but I sort of liked that John had to kill Danny. I kind of liked that he was sent up north. Like, there was a couple of things they meant. I was like, all right, I'll give you that. In our but, review, I talked about yeah. how I didn't mind the first half when they fade to black and Drogon leaves, besides the whole dragon burning the Iron Throne, which was <laughs> infuriating, but I really didn't mind the first half. It's the second half of that last episode that really got under my craw. Yeah. You should also warn your wife if you're okay with that second half, I'm, or the shanking. I'm a little concerned. You have a young child, sir. Well, you know. No, my wife's not gonna like commit genocide i hope or hasn't yet so you know well she's not you're gonna shank her that's for sure (laughs) well she does i'll shank her like you know (laughs) somebody better warn her you gonna text her after this yeah i think she's over there she hears me okay good (laughs) we're off the hook but really uh, themes okay so like what oh god it's so hard to sort of parse out now because it's so it's such a mess it's hard to know where to begin like well, let's start with the, let's start with what we think um, George Martin's things uh, thoughts are, and what we got for the first four seasons. Right, we have a very complex um, political system, and it's it's striving for power. There, it it definitely has something to do with power, right? Yeah. Let's let's kind of like agree on that. 
Absolutely, yes. A Game of Thrones, yeah. Oh, it, oh. The name and everything about it. Before yeah. we go any further, sorry, and please let me know if you have any tangents. I was expecting with Tyrion uh, at that small council meeting where he was leading it, even though he was a prisoner, um, I, f- I was really expecting him to go, it's like we play this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like we play bro. this game of thrones. <laughs> or of wheelchairs, apparently. Uh, yeah. They should have was... just, just gone for it. Yeah. But no, but it... it, it Surprised it's... they didn't. Ice and fire. They already went there or whatever. Yep. Yeah, so why the not? The story is famil- familial, like this obligation to your family. This story is all about power. This story is all about like religion and magic. And the way they treated both of those things uh, towards the end is really frustrating. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's that, that uh, I think they uh, brought it up and did a callback to it. But there's this thing where Varys asks Tyrion or Tyrion tells Varys, whatever. Uh, you know, three men are in an airplane or in a bar, uh, and they tell <laughs> <laughs> the Pope walks three in. Three men in an airplane. <laughs> anyway, uh, but they say, like, who does the cutthroat kill? Um, does he think the, the religious leader is in power? Does he think the guy, the wealthiest man is in power? Um, and it's just this, people believe that power resides where people think it is. It does. But, like, what do we do with that? Like... Power drives people to be shitty. Great. That seems very simplistic. Obviously, that's not the entirety of it, but it has to do with the nature of power. Can we, like, please, I don't know. I'm trying to get, like, some consistency what we think the show was about, at least in the first four seasons, or what we think George R. R. Martin's story is going to be told. I think think it's about the people who are angling for power, both on, like, on multiple levels. So you have the people who are in positions of power trying to hold on to it. You have the people who are trying to advise the people who are in positions of power, and they're the ones that almost seem like they're playing the longer game. Like, they're they're supporting people, their allegiances change. Um, Yeah. And I think that that's sort of the crux of the show, and who they're going to support. And that's really a part of it right until the end, even though it's a part of it in a level that doesn't make any sense um, with fairies sort of just kind of completely abandoning how shrewd he is and how crafty he is and almost like getting dare to get dared to get caught. But then again, very supporting Danny doesn't really make sense in the first place because isn't very supposed to be like completely, doesn't he, isn't he supposed to hate magic and anything magical and anything like, yeah. So why would you like somebody who survived being burned alive and uh, gave birth to three magical dragons? Or someone who came back from the dead. Like, he, right. he shouldn't really have a dog in this fight. Like, he should be, like, wary of both of these people. But they just completely kind of abandon that because they don't give a shit. They, they just sort of, like, they have these speeches that they pull from the books or they, they augment them for the show. And then they abandon them and move on because they don't think anybody's paying attention or cares. Um, and, you know, I'd like to congratulate Jeff for being the first person to uh, podcast while he's scuba diving at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, sound you sound a little muffled, Jeff. It's not a big deal. <laughs> but um, Let's but, see what I can do about that. Yeah, there's not there's not much. But uh, but to your point, I think there is some like this this weird like historical context of like whether it's your family or or whether it's uh, something you feel obliged to do. Like, uh, Danny is like I guess avenging uh the wrongs put to her family. She feels like. My family was thrown out, and uh, I'm supposed to sit the iron throat because that was my birthright. And my family has always done this. 
Um, John's like familial, uh, you know, the the way Ned Stark affected him is really Ned Stark's thing. You know what I mean? Like Ned Stark being killed, that's not the end of the story. It, Ned Stark dying, it, it gives these seeds to like all the other characters that come after him, like Sansa, you know, Arya, John. They're all like these different, I don't know, reflections of Ned. Uh, and they're all influencing. Like, Ned's a big character even after he's dead. So, like, these familial things and these people, like, even the Ironborn are looking backwards. Everybody's looking backwards at their past or their ancestry uh, to, like... Yeah, what's expected of them. Right. Given yeah, exactly. Are. So, these people that are going for power are not even going for power for themselves. They're going because they think it's expected of them or, you know, maybe it's explicitly expected of them. I don't know. Uh, but I feel like family has a big uh, part to play in this story. It absolutely does. But then the ending of the show is all the Stark family dispersing <laughs> they across win. the world. Yeah. So, like, you thought Arya, like, her entire journey was to try to find her family, and she's just gone, and John just is going away. And, Jesus you know, Christ. Yeah, it completely. It really felt like it betrayed the theme of family that was really strong in the beginning of the series. Yeah, let's go off on Arya, unless anybody has anything else to say. Like, Arya just doesn't make any sense. Like, she lives a life yep. of vengeance, and uh, she only comes to, like, regret it when the Hound's like, don't become like me. And she's like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, it really, and this is after, it, this is after she destroyed the Night King. Like, nothing being that pisses a, me off in that episode more than that scene. Because I was like, what? what is this bullshit? He, she's just going to stop after he just gives her this little speech. And, and she's like, thank you. I, I'm, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. She kills like, the Night King after a pep talk. She does everything based on a little pep talk. Uh, uh, of uh, the, 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 the magnitude of the thing she does is all based on like brief conversations. Well, and yeah. And, and I think, yeah, if she hadn't gone through the long night, which was this apocalyptic... Um, moment right this mood that's like oh it's the end of the world so when she gets to the second end of the world scenario with the dragon burning everything you're like well she's already gone through this so why should yeah why why does she care now like right where if if that was the first thing she got through you go okay this is massive she's going through her own crazy like 9-11 okay sure right exactly and she turns away from uh, her pursuit of once again it's a very simple this is a very simple story to tell with aria aria lost herself she loses her identity i mean very literally she's she's called other things she's called like the ugly little girl she she calls herself like ari pretends to be a boy uh except she she doesn't though because she goes and gets the sword out of the rock pile right but that's the thing is she's she remains true to herself and she comes back to be Arya stark who is somebody that then goes off and fucks off to west west of westeros because she loves her family and she knows who she yeah, is. Yeah, we talked about how that was a callback yeah. to when she was with the, the a one, throwaway uh, line, a throwaway yeah. line from season five. Yeah, it was absolutely a throwaway line. Yeah, it, it, this was really frustrating for me too. I, 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 I don't think that's her. Like, if she's going to be the person who goes back to Winterfell after the Hound says you don't want to be like me, then if she just goes away to this foreign place to west of Westeros or whatever. Then she is absolutely becoming a mercenary, is not going away from like her family, which I, th- I thought was the entire point of it. But you know, there's no point of really. Once again, a life of violence. Points. The yeah. life of violence is bad, and uh, but the con- the conclusion you draw from that is 
well, fuck you guys. I'll see you. I'm going off to do something no one's ever done before. Yeah. Uh, Except, of course, Brand could just work there oh right God. now. And Can see we talk? Let's talk about Brand, guys. Uh, <laughs> do we have to? Yes. I've said for I've said for episodes upon episodes, Brand better at least start being uh, more likable. Or more useful, and he hasn't done anything. Well, we need to get you out there. No, people find you weird and alien. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He, he's he's the ultimate bluster Buster Bluth of the family. What I love is that he's going to be king. I mean, you're, yeah, we're supposed to think he's just going to be king for like ever, right? Like yeah, he should have been sitting on the the cra- the throne at the end of a. Uh, that last episode and go, oh, we're really blowing through nap time, aren't we? Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that Somebody bring a tree when in. When he comes yeah. into the council, he just like, this is the first council. He's wheeled in and he's like, okay, I'm going to go again. You guys do what you got to do. And he just like was peacing out again. Like he's done the perhaps, whole. Perhaps I can I'm find I'm going to go work yeah. into my yeah. dragon and do Lord knows what, which in a yeah. way I like that you're kind of a little bit left going. Is he going to be good, or is he going to do his own terrible things? But people won't have a clue that he's. Doing he's going to like. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's no. going to be king forever, right? I don't know. Like, we the show hasn't the no, show hasn't really explained his powers and shit. I I, I took it to mean that like, Raven that he meets in the fucking whatever the hell looked like he was like grown into the tree. He was like a thousand years old, right? right? Like, but that guy was growing in a tree. Internet. He wasn't like he's mobile. The internet. He's not well, jacked he's, in. Okay. He's gonna say, "Build me a fucking tree throne, and that's my throne." Yeah. And I'm just gonna grow. Yeah, I'll into just it. move King's Landing to where he wants to live in his tree forever. I took right. it to yeah, mean. Where's, uh, listen, where's, where's Morpheus? I took it to mean that like we need a figurehead that does nothing but shows up at like pageants, like the Queen of England, and like the <laughs> real governing will be get done by this shitty fucking small council. That's the worst fucking oh, small God. council in the world. But you know what I mean? Like let's let's divide our our gripes. The one gripe is, uh, I think they're setting up Brando like being an aloof weirdo who does his own thing, and he is the king, quote unquote. But really, like a collection of people is really ruling things. But at the end of the day, isn't that what they had with King Robert? Like, uh, he didn't really do now, anything. We discussed this. Westeros is worse off. It's much worse off than before. The, king Robert at least had the Seven Kingdoms. United, there was no real wars. They, the northern border, you know, keeping out the undesirables was intact. <laughs> it, it was like it was fine. And now, like, the north has seceded. You've got this uh, the north lunatic- seceded, and the other countries yeah. just didn't care. They yeah, didn't care, care. Or whatever. Well, the reasoning we, for doing we, it. We were Danny eat that. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, the north saved us from the, the White Walker threat. Well, none of us saw it. It's so just so whatever. bad. They're like, oh man. Yeah, that's what that's, I'm saying. It's it's like it hurts like to think about this. It's like what? Like it, this it seems like first draft I mean, problems, right? Like no one, one thing. One thing I'll say with again back to Daenerys is like <laughs> there's that feels like a little bit of a, an analogy with uh, U.S. foreign policy, right? Like I have this vision that is better, and I'm going to take care of these different lands and go off, and then you just screw shit up, take away all the power and then just kind of walk away and it's chaos. And so I do like that about, you know, her story arc. But they could have showed that with Marine. They could have showed that with Marine if they wanted to do that. They did, though. No, they didn't. Like, she disappeared for a little bit and then she comes back and, like, sets things, quote-unquote, to right and then leads her fucking weird boyfriend in charge. 
Yeah, see, that's the thing is I don't buy that anywhere that she had gone or done anything with was better off for sure. So, so I, I, I in either. a way, I kind of like that she, everywhere that she goes, she doesn't really make shit better. So you get to this ultimate weird thing where you say, oh, Circe, we got to get rid of Circe. But then you kind of go, well, beyond blowing up the sept, and, but she had to get rid of those fanatics. Uh, what terrible things has she done for the people, really? Uh, uh, maybe, she had a uh, terrorist uh, attack. A terrorist attack yeah. where she ruined like, the people's. What I guess is the dominant religion of the uh, the fucking city she lives in. And I guess people are like, okay, well, I guess we don't believe in that anymore. We don't want to die. Yeah, right. <laughs> Too much. After that, like nobody static. cared. Like religion, religion wasn't a big deal after that. Right. Just right. like okay, it's gone. Well, and this is a, this is another thing that I think. Not that all of this happens in the books, but the. In in the books, the religion's sort of there, but it's not hardcore, right? And then because Cersei makes her deal that she right. does with the specific zealot priest or whoever he is, that's when that's when sort of the old fashioned merging of church and religion starts happening again. And you can you you get the sense that it's these hardcore zealots, not necessarily like people that believe in it that want to bring back like what like the old beliefs. And of course, this is all abandoned in the show because they don't have the nuance to really explore it. And that's actually not their fault because it would be really right. And we talked about this. The way they resolved it was actually kind of great with the blowing up the sept. It's just like yes. you need to have some like just a throwaway line like, "Oh, we're putting down some more religious rebellions." The the new high septum is in our pocket, and he's smoothing things over. Like just yeah, that I, little bit of line of dialogue would have been. There's so much. There's so much like belief. There's so much. Like figures that are like weight is hoisted on them, that are just left to be false idols, and and I don't know if that's a theme or if an accidental theme or if it's just complete fuck ups on the show. And why is it? Why isn't John an idol? Nobody idolizes him for being literally brought back from the goddamn dead. He should have at least a few followers that are religious zealots. Uh, uh, Jeff. If yeah. if I if I saw you stabbed and brought back to life and you did nothing after being brought back to life then like <laughs> play Tony Hawk two and eat uh you I know would be so Taco upset, Bell Doug. I, I would hang so out upset. with you I would hang out with you all the time and go you'd be my disciple yes well, that's I would be your hear. fucking disciple welcome to the Church of Tony Hawk two yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lazy Jesus <laughs> but think about think about the threads throughout the entire series you've got the comet showing up in the beginning of season two right means nothing. you've got the you've got the Lord of Light shit you've got you know <laughs> what I want to talk Great about impacts many times you've got like the prophecy Cersei's prophecy none of this right. means anything that's John why I mean it's nihilistic it, well I, I I guess but it, it, again, is that a theme or is that just them not caring? That's what I mean. It's nihilistic point? based on incompetence, not like intentionally so. <laughs> well, again, and there's a little, I, I feel like a big thing, especially the Star Wars fans that are going, get these guys away from Star Wars, are, are, is this idea of the subverting, right? And and the feeling that are these guys just going, oh, this is what people expect here and there. Yeah. So we're just going to flip it. And not earn the flip, but I think that gives them way too much yes, credit. Yes, and I, I want to say this: I, I, I get, I get the thing with Danny. I think that that could have been really effective, and in parts of me actually like it because I've been kind of cool on Danny for a very long time. I've been like, no, she's actually not that great, and her quest for power saying. is not that great. But I, and, I, and I've kind of always sort of rolled my eyes at anybody that's been like, yeah, queen, like you know, <laughs> go get uh, yeah. like it's get that like, tattoo, uh, name your child Khaleesi. Oh, <laughs> Uh, but to but they, two points. Sorry, 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 Jeff. Finish. 
I was just going to say, but they didn't do a very good job of it. That's yeah. all. Two points. So, like, uh, they, I think that the show knew that Danny was going to go crazy because in, like, season two, do you remember when she went to uh, Karth, I think it was? And she was the, yeah, prophecy, where are my dragons? And they had the that prophecy. That was the season. And she locks Zaro, Zoan Doxos in the, like, uh, the vault to die a slow death. She did several things that season, and that's before she got the Unsullied. And when people say, like, the the think uh, quote unquote pieces about how people are angry that uh, Danny turned out to be evil when I don't think anybody's angry about that I think they're angry that it just came out of nowhere at least I am most people I, I talk to but the fact is all the evidence that people are like oh she's been crazy and look at all this evidence a lot of it comes from season two and I feel like season two they laid on her craziness a little bit and then maybe it was too much and pulled back and then they backed off that? yeah yeah no I think that that's definitely the case they they were probably thinking we can't go full ham on this now Too early because yeah. if we do then we're going to alienate people from the show right um but then they never really yeah. readdressed it until the very end and i think that was a mistake well and again it, they set up this thing especially after the long night where you say oh how much how, her forces are just dwindled down seemingly until Maybe. you get yeah, to, until they're all there <laughs> until the last episode where she's chatting with uh, 10,000 yeah strong I'm but sorry, um, I was, and then, yeah and there's um, Dothraki like that it's the way that, I thought all the Dothraki died in the long, like I don't did the like, army look any smaller than it did like no. two yeah, episodes they multiply I guess a little bit from when they marched to Winterfell, but even that, I they've never done a good job at scaling it. You never had a sense of how big your army was. So when they're yeah. walking to Winterfell, you're like, how many of these fucking jerks are there? Whoa! And then, yeah, again, at the very end, you go, oh, well, there still seems to be tens of thousands, so I guess she's okay. Um, that, the way they took out her second dragon, I think, was a giant <sighs> misstep. <And laughs> That's very off, polite. First off, just in, 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 in plot armor, right? Shit, where it's like, everything's invincible until it needs to not be, and then it dies immediately. Um, uh, you're on. You're on the only guy that can do that. He just right. Yeah. But it's like, if you just save that dragon, and her dragon gets killed in the, the fight right. on... Instant motivation. City, that'll help. If she doesn't yeah. have many people left, that will help. Maybe if the bells don't ring, that will help. It's tiny little things that they could have done to make her go, all right, fuck it. You but, know, to but, give that ripply right before she fries all the all the eggs. Oh, and that's 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 a very good uh, analogy because that's that's what I thought like should have happened because it is the closest thing to like somebody losing it. Uh, mm-hmm. For those of you who've never seen the movie, there's a movie called Aliens, but um, aliens <laughs> that like go into people's mouths through uh like a like a rape kind of a deal um and then they come out their stomachs and destroy the people that anyway uh but yeah ripley goes into the thing she gets the girl and she like makes her intentions clear and she's one the alien lady's like yes you can leave just don't kill my babies and then ripley's like you know (laughs) the nice alien lady the nice (laughs) alien lady's like yes you can leave just don't don't murder my babies and right. Ripley's like, you know what? I'm going to murder all of your one alien of babies. And but it's, then one of the eggs opens up right next to her, and she takes a moment, and she goes, all right, what? and Fuck her it. head tilts, and then she just flames everything. But they gives a reason, <clears throat> right? Yeah. It's a reason, That's and it's so much be- It's It's so better done. Uh, and here's the thing. The show sets up the situation. For she us, had, they, she have so many reasons. Yep. The show sets up that Cersei is bringing 
peasants and common folk into the Red Keep. So if if Danny just goes and destroys the Red Keep, she's going to be yep. destroying the civilians that are in the Red Keep. She didn't need to fucking just go and like firebomb random people on the street. It's so like I don't understand what the fuck that was about. Like why make it so why make it so it black and forced. white? Yeah, I know cuz we've watched her like liberate city after city, like taking the most care. You know, worried about the people inside, not so much who's in charge, but just worried about the people. And then in a split second, she's like, I'm just going to burn this whole place down. It does. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. I didn't like it. And I'd like, I guess someone had a take on it that was a little bit interesting, which was um, that when she gives the chance for the surrender and they kill Masande, which is a big strike to her, even though Masande is like a, uh, a nothing burger, which someone else called her, which is kind of good. Um, but uh, the fact that after she flames everything, then immediately the bells go off, and, and for her to get pissed and be like, oh, now you're going to surrender this easily? Uh, no. Yeah. But again, flaming everybody, especially how big that city is, and you see there's a shot where she's just strafing back and forth. And I'm like, this is going to take like a two half and a half hour. hours. <laughs> like she's a, a farmer driving her tractor up right. and down the field. Farm just Simulator 2019. Block by block. I want to see the app where you're just watching the dragon. When's my dragon <laughs> going to get here? God, what direction is it taking? Oh, boy. So Brian, yep. what do you think? What do you think the show is about? Oh, uh, about making money, I think, but <laughs> primarily, like, that's number one, making money. Clegainable. Uh, yeah, number two, getting bitches. <laughs> do you, all right? Uh, did you guys? I I, I feel like Clegainable like didn't like people like it, and they're like it's the one redeeming part of the episode. I, I felt have like no it idea had, why. I, I it, felt it like it had no exist. weight to it. It had no. Here, here's how you. Here's what you do with that. You, you don't have Sandor Clegane all of a sudden, you know, give a shit about Arya and give her the speech about how he has to go. You have Arya and Cersei actually encounter each other. You have, you have Arya have the threat of killing Cersei, and you have her see the Hound and like going balls out at his brother, this zombified, already dead brother, and fighting him, and she has the realization, like, this doesn't mean anything. This has no value. I, right. I don't need to do this. That, that's something better Especially than... Especially seeing uh, a fragile, scared-looking Cersei, and I think her going, oh, right. so that have been built up as just a human at the end of because the day. Because their fight is, is ultimately just fan service. It's Especially the uh, amount of attention oh, yeah. that it gets... The highlight it's it gets in this episode where everything else that's going on is a hundred times more horrifying and more important ultimately. It's ridiculous that it has the amount of focus that it has. And I, I don't understand it. Like it's uh it irritated it irritated me to know. Well it. and even they, uh Weiss and Benioff, one of them, after the episode thing, it's just like, well, you know, we're talking about uh, Clegg Abel and and that happened, you know, that's something fans wanted, but we also wanted yeah. All right, guys. I, mean, I get that those characters are destined to face off, but I just don't understand how or why it happened the way it did. Um, yep. I, I want to move on to let's 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 stop focusing on the the season eight. I feel like it's it's done. Let's talk about just putting this series in context. I mean, 
there's good times, right? What are, what are your, like, one of my favorite times was actually seeing, like, a dragon in real action with uh, the, 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 tra- the the wagon train thing. So the wow, wagon train thing. Episode. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was kind of like, you could tell it was, like, obviously just staged to be a weird, like, I mean, it even looked like a Wild West set. It looked like a Sergio Leone movie. Like, it looked like the mittens from Monument Valley were, were in the background. But I'm like, okay, whatever, it works. And you saw a dragon destroy stuff, and you're like, wow, this is cool. And you saw the Dothraki destroy the people in Westeros who were not behind a castle. And you're like, this is what they said was going to happen. Like, even Robert, and this is a cult, like Robert uh, Baratheon was just like, those screamers, they're they're terrifying. What if she raises an army and you get to see it, and it, it's a fruition, and I loved it. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it was like entertaining, and it was. Uh, I didn't like Jamie Lannister just jumping into some water, and <laughs> it, it turning out to be like to a tiny pond. A tiny pond. It turns out to be fifty feet deep, and he he uh, comes out of the water two miles down the road where no one's around. Um, yeah, that that frustrated me, but that was that was one of my highlights. Give me some highlights, guys. Hard home. Yeah, Brian, that's one that of Brian's was my favorite. ultimate, I think. Yep. I mean, that was, oh boy, it's daytime. You can see what's happening. It's terrifying. Um, I, you, you see the threat in, it's all, in all of its glory, kind of. You have, I, I, you that actually is true, except that in retrospect, it makes all the weaker. It, yes, given it doesn't mean anything. Right. Oh, agreed. And, and yeah. yeah, so it does. That yeah, Hard Home is easily the best episode, I think. Yeah, I, I and I give them credit because that's none of that's in the book. No, it, that no, happens off the camera. In the terror books. that right. no other episode is anywhere close to the moment of terror that that does when the uh, at the docks the Night King just throws his arms up, arms. And raises the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fucking terrifying. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. yeah. And that that level of terror is never replicated throughout the entirety of the series. So that, that was. But once again, it's it's and made like it's emasculated right away when Arya just sticks a fucking knife and it's all done. Hey, so guys, uh, I'm sorry I have to dip out. So keep talking. I uh, I look forward to listening to this, but uh, I have uh, other stuff I have to do. So mm. you got right. birthday drinking. Hard out. Have a good night. Happy guys. birthday. Hard out. Talking about you. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's Jermaine. let's remember a low point. Do you guys remember the fist of the first men? There's a reason you uh, don't because it didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> it happened yeah. off camera, and I understand that was a budgetary concern, but that was like uh, the the army of the dead attacked the Night's Watch and destroyed most of them, and it was we just saw the beginnings of it with. Samwise pissing himself, not Samwise, Samwell, might as well be Samwise. Um, remember that horse, like hiding behind the rock, yeah, and then the, the, the yeah, okay, yep. The guy saw him, he's like, This guy isn't a threat, let's keep going. And then you uh-huh. just cut to the next, and that was how they ended the season. And they come to the next season, and like, Everybody's dead, Charlie. Did you send the Ravens? No, you had one job, and like, you know, uh. I understand that, like, you have budgetary concerns, but that was the time also to, like, uh, really instill fear. But once again, like, this all comes back to the fucking long night and how this doesn't matter. And and they just ultimately, you could tell, they just had no clue what to do with them or what um, Martin wants to ultimately do with them. Couldn't they ask him? Like, I mean, even if they have bullet points of plot points, can't they just say, like, you know, like, what's the deal here? What, like, I don't know. 
It's so funny. I wonder if he just laughed at him. <laughs> I, I got my money, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, I got my paycheck. I'm out of here. He's like, why do you think it's taken nine years to write this book? Because I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> waiting and waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how you guys fuck it up first, and then yeah. I'll come back. Let me and, see how uh, pissed off everyone is by your take. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do the other stuff and <laughs> make everybody happy. Uh, they'll um, at least get past Winterfell, maybe. Yeah. Uh, one of the yeah. other things I want to talk is the failing of trying to humanize the small folk. I feel like they didn't give a shit about like the the average Joe or the peasants. They really didn't do a good job, and particularly when all the I don't know half million or million people that died in King's Landing, uh, they tried to humanize them and they failed miserably. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they uh, they did what they could in that. Sh- you know, in the time they were given, I guess. Right, but they, over the course of the series... Here's, here's what you do. How about you have Cersei actually, like, weaponize the people so that they're actually fighting for her? Um, and she's basically like, look, 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 but she's going to destroy your city. It's us versus her. You have to help me. And so that that would actually help give Daenerys, like, They some hinted at that a little bit, uh, Jeff, right. last season where, where like, uh, what was it, Randall Tarly, Sam's dad? We're like, look at these foreign uh, Islamic people coming in to like right. rape your right. women and, and enslave and your they, children. They even had a few lines this season where it's just like, you know, Grey Worm and Misandry being like, we we don't belong here. Like, great, like do something with that. But no, right. no, they just have her kill them all. And I, I think that, you know, although that would make them kind of ugly characters where they're just they're just kind of fighting these foreigners. It would give them something to do, and you can actually have a couple characters you're following or something consistently. And you can see maybe they don't want to do this, but they're afraid, which would just make the decision that you know Cersei's ultimately right about how she's coming to destroy them even more powerful. I don't know, like just yeah, make it complex, make it interesting, like uh, we come to expect. I don't know. Try to. They could have tried. They could have tried. That's what it comes off as, like not trying, right? I don't know what that is uh and i want to go it comes off as running out of time i feel like yeah that it was too much for them to chew almost the whole thing it's like they needed more help and they didn't want to they didn't want to ask for it (laughs) they need more episodes or something because i get the monumental good god like the amount like what they had to pull off um production wise alone is staggering and that was done exceedingly well aside right, from a couple bottles of water found and uh, coffee cup Jesus. you know which everyone focuses on yeah, which is like uh, uh, shit. right yeah um but that it, it was nailed and so for them as showrunners in that sense wonderful but again yeah you go why didn't they just get more writing help you know like just hire more people and why don't you hire i don't know some military historians before you set up these battles because that was the one thing in this season that really pissed me off early was this feeling that the humans are morons and they have no idea what they're doing militarily so you go why should they lead the dead should kill them all because they're morons are they going to put up trebuchets outside of their fortress? Okay. Their yeah. you know, oh, we're going to, we have a cavalry. Let's just run it into death. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> and I, and I, and I want to say like, this sounds like a nitpick, like, you know, who cares? I'm not a military historian, but like the average person who like, <laughs> let's say is thrown in the position of being a, a, a military leader. Like mm-hmm. if that person, cause that's what you do when you, well, like, you know, I, I'm not in the army. I, I I don't know, but when I when I watch like 
movies like uh, Saving Private Ryan, like it like makes sense. I'm like, okay, well, this makes right. sense. This is what I would do in this situation. Okay, Things this feel sucks. a little bit right here and there, especially I think they really, again, this is side shit, but I think it, it builds into the reality of the world or the lack thereof. The season is the fact that we're supposed to buy into these people being these great leaders and they seemingly have no idea what they're doing. And I want them arguing over their plans. The dead are coming. Well, let's put everyone behind the walls because they can turn our dead into our own enemy. You know, it's like all this shit that's just, I don't know, you know, it adds something to it. Again, it doesn't matter for the major plot, but no, yeah. it's but it's a point. It, it adds to the laziness. It, it adds yeah. to you not uh, you being aware that it's a fucking TV show. And let's yeah, uh, let's talk about this. Like, how big of a blunder was this? Because I feel like this show had the potential to transcend being a TV show and be a truly great story. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like the heights. I mean, this, it was going there, yeah. And it was a fun. It's a cultural phenomenon. Let's not get it. Let's not get it twisted. Like it, it has gone there technically. Yeah. It it has transcended, but it hasn't transcended to heights that I think it had the potential to. And I feel like that's the biggest tragedy of all this. In the end, it's just a fucking dumb TV show about dragons and uh, titties, right. as Ian McShane said. <laughs> And someone had the best uh, tweet or something. It was just like, oh, I'm sorry, your show about dragons ended stupidly. Right, like, and uh, that's that's what's the frustrating <laughs> part. <sighs> like, this this is the reason why Caitlin, there isn't... <laughs> how many fantasy movies get nominated for Academy Awards? How many sci-fi mm-hmm. movies? It's it's not going to happen right. when, when you do shit like this. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. When you walk away, and even the hardcore fans are going, "What was the point?" Right. What? Why were we watching all of this? And, what are and, we supposed to learn? And I think at the heart, like that's not the story George Martin is telling. I feel like it, at the very least, it's just the backdrop. Like Battlestar Galactica wasn't like a, 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 a show about fucking like spaceships and robots. It was a show that right. that had like that. It was a political show. It was a, a wartime show. It just had sci-fi as the backdrop, and I feel like that's what this show is. It had uh, fantasy as its backdrop, but this could have been like The Sopranos. This could have been like, it, you know what I mean? It had that. Dark Knight's another good example. It's a Batman story. Right. Sure, it has wacky stuff. Sure, but it's a crime drama. Okay. It's a crime yeah, drama, yeah. and it's an excellent crime drama that just happens to it's be a, crime a drama Batman about, movie. It's a Batman movie that's a crime drama that's about the Bush era. Like you know what I mean? Like it's right. about a lot more than that, right? And, and that's what and that's what um, Battlestar was about. I remember somebody. My introduction to Battlestar was like, "This is the most subverted subverted movie or uh, show going on TV right now because they're talking about our occupation of Iraq, but they're doing it in a way in which the human beings are being occupied by Cylons, and it's told in this like science fiction like rapper, but it's really relevant to what's going on today." And I was like, "Wow, that's that sounds great." Uh, and it, 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 I don't know. Battlestar was great, uh, but like I said, it was. It's a dumb TV show about, well, uh, you know, spaceships and shit. I guess if you want to. Well, look that's at it that the way. way to get away with being able to be. You can be hard hitting because you're setting it uh, exactly this other place. So then it, it keeps it removed enough where you can talk <laughs> about these issues uh, at uh, face value, but get away with it. Yeah. People don't feel, you know, oh, you're talking about Bush. Oh, you're talking about my politics. They, they go, ah, oh, this is in space, so it's okay. I won't get so up in arms about it. Yeah, and this show, 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, it got respected, certainly, because you go, oh, this is about people. It's about politics. It's about backstabbing. It's about all these things, which made it wonderful. And, and especially the twists of, oh, we don't care who you are. If you lose, you know, you'll, you can lose the game as, as easily as anybody, just because you're the protagonist. And yeah, here we are. One I last think I feel like again. Uh, sorry to to, to sum up. I feel like where the season really went. Uh, the best analogy I think is going back to the long night and the fact that it was the most grueling uh, shoot imaginable that <laughs> yeah. they put as much effort as possible into it, and it's like they messed it up in the storyboarding. They messed it up and, fundamentally and, at, the, at the easiest beginning right. stage. And then everyone went off and did the hardest work imaginable, slogged through 50-something yep. night <laughs> And then you end up with a thing that you're like, uh... uh. And that's the thing. Well, that's that's what really sucks. And, like, uh, I think Sophie Turner said something. I don't care. I didn't read it. It's like I heard something from somebody else. Because I'm like, I don't give a shit what Sophie Turner has. You're fan magazine. But, yeah, like, okay. they told her about the petition, and she's like, no, that's, you know, people criticizing this show is... Uh, you know, putting down all the the hard work that people did to it, and I'm like, no, fuck you. That's the same dumb argument about like, uh, you hate the soldiers if you don't support the war. No, fuck you, you, and you did as best as you could with a shitty pro. Like from the foundation of what you did was shitty, and I I don't care how much fucking lipstick you put on this pig, it fucking sucks. Like. But you polish a turd. Right. Great polishing. Polish I hope you win an award yeah. for that polishing work that you did on that piece of shit. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's ultimately a piece of shit. I, I don't know how else to say it. All right. One last Star Wars thing. Uh, yes, these guys are going to do Star Wars. It's going to be a fucking disaster. I, if people were upset with The Last Jedi, I want to defend The Last Jedi. I cooled on it, but I still feel like Ryan Johnson wanted to... Uh, synthesize or get to the crux of what is Star Wars, why do we like it, um, what's good about it, and I think that's what drove his deconstructive and his subversion of expectations, but that's just me. I feel like this subversion of expectation was just done on the surface value. I feel like it didn't have any kind of love behind it. And, two, George Lucas is a better writer than these motherfuckers because in the prequels, even Anakin Skywalker has a better backstory of the atrocities he commits. And he has a better love story with Padme than we got with John. Oh, it kind of does. Yeah. yeah. So that, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, there's more time given. There's more time. When did he, when did he, when did he get the Star Wars deal? Do you remember uh, what he- a year ago, it's like yeah, a year, maybe two years uh, at yeah. most, too. But yeah, it's been pretty recent. Because if it if it was when they had the material, you know, up to whatever season, because then it, and then I was like, oh man, that's good because these shows are good. And then if it's the rest of it, like seven and eight, where they were just winging it and going, yeah. And that's uh, the thing. It's that's like for Star Wars. Oh no, fans! At the last month, it's it's hilarious. You look on on YouTube and Star Wars fans that. Most of them are hating Ryan Johnson. Um, uh, are going uh, take it back away from these guys? Yeah, right. <laughs> give it to Ryan Johnson. Please give it back to Ryan Johnson. This is fine. Yeah, but now it's not. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, uh, we can get into Star Wars. We don't have to. But I have plenty of thoughts. But, it's but, relevant. I mean, it, just I, I make it relate minimum, to Game of Thrones. I think what, I think what they will do is. Production-wise, visually, they will take chances that I don't think this yeah. new trilogy is doing at all. 
No. I think this this trilogy visually, aside from Ryan Johnson finding a couple unique moments that are really stunning visually, um, I think this trilogy has been the safest, boringest visual rehash of everything before. I don't know. I I don't think that these guys are terribly like visual. No, they aren't. People. But I don't. I, I I would hope that they would allow the artists who are incredibly capable. Yeah, maybe I don't know if they're bringing their whole team or not. Yeah, I think I no. I think L, you know ILM will be involved. I think they'll get the best ILM people. Level. I think they'll get ILM the best people. Is ready to do wonderful things, right? And I, but I, I, but I like think we're giving them way too much credit. I mean, so are are we giving their team credit for being visually impressive? Or You're right. I don't know. Also, I don't know who they hired. It's I don't not, know who they were stuck if, with. It's not as if the world of Game of Thrones. It's not like they created the world of Game of Thrones. For any of the visuals, really, I mean, it's, the one the one visual I'll give them in the finale is the one with the wings, the dragon, Drogon's wings. Kind but of even that, it, it was that was right on the nose. I was like, this oh, looks yeah. pretty as fuck, but no, goddamn, is this yeah, like right. being thrown in my face? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think these guys are good. <laughs> uh, no question so, here. I'm, but I, I also haven't for a very long time. Like I'm not bandwagoning it. I I honestly didn't realize that they were given their own Star Wars series. But for a while there, it feels like everybody was given a Star Wars series. It feels like right. they're just giving them out like like free samples of tide. Like everybody can talk about Star the Mandalorian. Wars, you get a Star Wars. Yeah. You right. get a Star Wars. Like Oprah yeah. was just like giving people Star Wars left and right for a second there. So I kind of lost track of who was doing Here's it. Here's somebody go make a Star Wars. Yeah. But but I feel up. like they they when they when they said oh we're gonna slow things down. And that yeah, was everything changed. But 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 here's the problem is. is like they learned the wrong lesson. The lesson yeah. was from solo from the like okay, you can combine the divisive reception of The Last Jedi, even though it was a commercial success and a critical critical success, but the fans were split on it. That's fine. But you can combine that with Solo's failure, quote unquote. Um but yeah, the, you the, can look at the causality of that, or you could just say, "Oh, solo sucked, though." Or, right? Or, or they took the wrong thing. fucking lesson. So, the, lo- the lesson was nobody it's, wanted it's, solo. Why? It's yeah, really, that's, silly. That's, it's really yeah. silly to just go like one movie in and be like, "Oh, oh it's not working. Abandon ship completely." Well, or you yeah. just examine what you've been doing. And the problem and try- that I think maybe they're starting to learn is that Star Wars has different types of fans. There's the old guard older people fans there's the prequel fans that are now in their 20s there's there are there are different fandoms that they can create different things for the different fans and i think they want their problem is is the executives of course want to make a thing that will bring everyone together but it's not gonna happen and they need you can't you just can't do that that's impossible yeah and so they need to realize that they can splinter off. And that's I think the thing the is, they, that's the, the answer is they have to splinter. They have to just throw so much and say, I, hey, if you're not this kind of Star Wars yeah. fan, we got another movie that is your kind of Star Wars fan. And uh, I film. think that is what they're learning. Is that, okay, okay, right? He has some fans. They're learning that by like minimizing how much they're making, though. That seems like they're learning the opposite. They're putting all answer. their eggs in the, the TV sh- shit, right? Because like the Mandalorian, uh, so, like, and right. there's a couple yeah. other live action. Uh, Star Wars. They're bringing back Clone Wars to finish that off. Right. So again, all of this is showing. I think that they're figuring it out. Yeah, uh, they they're, 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 they slowed down with the movies because they realized oh, because they, they were throwing a little bit too much. Like okay, a movie a year we can't be like Marvel. Okay, fine. Right, right. 
Which I agree with. Yeah, and and, and, and Jeff, I remember not be making a movie here. Your your review of the Last Jedi, you won, yeah, and you were favorable to it. You even said they needed three years to make this movie, and it felt rushed. Yes, and I agree with you. Totally. Yeah, I've I've actually warmed on the Last Jedi since I since then. Really, I like. I love it. I I love the Last Jedi. I love it too, but I've cooled a little bit in that. Like I acknowledge that. Like. Gone the other way. In fact, the more people hate it, the more I love it. So, yeah, same same, same yeah. with me. That's same different. with me. <laughs> but I, 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 what I, what I can't stand is the people. Oh God, these people who don't understand how bad <laughs> uh, uh, Dave and Dan these these fuckers. <laughs> They'll destroy Star Wars. They'll they'll like send nah, it back, especially they'll destroy Star Wars. Well, they'll no, just okay, fuck up but and but get you, fired. We, but or here's something. the he'll they'll get they'll get fired. But you gotta understand, like since they're they're slowing down the movie production, they're putting seemingly all their eggs in this basket for three years. Right? Is it these are the only live action Star Wars movies that are going to come out? Isn't uh, I, right? did, did the Ryan Johnson trilogy get canned too? It's just that no. It's it's the being, they're being mum about People it. Don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, supposedly he still has it. Okay. Supposedly he has but it been canceled, know. but they I, haven't given him a movie every two years. But no Look, one knows. I mean, they had they they went through three different directors for the third movie, right? It was supposed to be somebody, and then it was going to be fucking that Lost World. They, they yeah. fired that dude. Um. So like, they fire people all the time. Like, I'm not worried. I'm not really worried about these guys personally destroying Star. Wars. I feel like Star Wars is stronger than these two douchebags. <laughs> I really do. Like, I'm I not. Mean, it, it, Survive past for everyone that went to prequels destroyed Star Wars like right. Star Wars. Is That's my thoughts. You not. can't destroy right. it. Right, right. It's, a, it's like destroying Disney. Like you and can't. Frankly, if anything, <laughs> with with why some off, I go okay. At least it's going to get away from the Skywalker shit. Probably at least it's going to go in a different corner of the galaxy. Maybe a different yeah, I wouldn't. Time. I wouldn't yeah. give them that much credit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you know they're going to be star. Do you know there's going to be like. This these boots were once owned by Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Put them on. Oh God! Well, hey, and there's a Death Star three. Gonna make them do. Hey, remember how you did that medieval show? Do medieval Star Wars. That's what they're gonna. Yeah, do. they're gonna. I I still think. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the Knight of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic, yeah. kind of like. It's, which is fine, I guess. But, which at least is something different. I but, don't need. Yeah, the same right. shit over and over. Again. Let's bring it so, back to. Uh, I'm talking about different shit, but I, I, I think whatever they do is going to be poor. Like no I don't, question. I don't really have a lot of faith in no, them. No one's going to have any faith in them if they if they do indeed make. I hope that they surprise me. Like I said before, yes, please. I think, I think that they're competent. Like they're not completely incompetent. Exactly. You wouldn't know that looking at the last couple seasons of the show. If they uh, get people to help them write. Yeah, then if they, they have can, source material. And they have some of the directors, and they're not doing either of those things. Then I think that'll be good. If they just do nothing, that'd be fine. <laughs> if they just do what George Lucas needed to do, is what we're all saying. Right? All right. So let's let's bring this back to Game of Thrones. Let's let's set this whole series so, to bed. Let's let's put it into context. I I'm gonna say it's a great series, but just once again, uh, I, I stop watching after season four. I will tell people, or or maybe your, just watch I, season four say, and then watch ratio? season eight. Just to what's like, the ratio of seasons of good to bad seasons? How many good seasons does Game of Thrones have? I I I would say the first four, even though the the second yes. season was pretty weak. But I feel like, I didn't like the second. yeah, yeah, I feel like, but the source material was kind of like plotting. 
the the best part about uh the second book and the second season is Tyrion's arrival in King's Landing and getting involved in the intrigue. Like and it's great. And that's the thing is like you can't discount that. But otherwise, season 2 introduces all these Baratheons and the the War of the Five Kings gets started in earnest, but it's really like Storm of Swords, which is season three and season four, where you have all the fireworks. You have the Red Wedding. You have the right. Viper in the Mountain. Think- you have you have all this shit. Tywin getting killed by his fucking son, Tyrion. Right. Like all these amazing moments, and they they div- think- divvied it up between three two seasons, which was smart as shit. Yes, um, I think one. I think one, three, and four are really great seasons of a great television show. Right. I think the rest is wildly inc- consistent i agree and so ultimately i think the show could have been good but is ultimately just kind of like an enjoyable trashy kind of thing that i watched because it because it was because it was dumb and fun and because Which i like is sad. The you don't want this to be fucking uh sons of anarchy no. something you like watch but you're like not proud that you watch it and enjoy it you right. didn't want it to be the guilty pleasure because right. after right. that first season you go oh this yeah, has, it has a lot of potential but that's what it ended up you know that's that's what it is in my mind well it became what like people at work put it well, uh, a guy at work is like it just became a show for chads, yeah. Right? It, it became it came to show for like bros. Chads and are using, are using alt right lingo. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard the chads thing. Oh, it's it's yeah. like isn't that the the chads thing is for uh, incels, right? They they like call chads like bros, the people who get who who are competent with having <laughs> with talking to the opposite sex and <laughs> getting laid, and it's an incel like <laughs> term, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. All right, whatever. Nothing but chads on this podcast. <laughs> Nothing but chads. Chads. I'm a hanging chad, if you know what I hanging mean. Chad. Uh-oh. Uh, there are pills for. Them. But yeah, let's. I mean, that's the thing is, it's now a guilty pleasure. Now it is like it's not Xena, but it's it's a fucking guilty pleasure, and it's fucking awful because the potential was uh, like you're saying the fact that it is fantasy and the fact that people can still. Say, oh, that dragon show. Right. The fact that it didn't hit the landing means that it's still relegated to being right. uh, it's just this goofy fantasy show. It, it's playing into the stereotypes, unfortunately. Right. Which is it, yep. at it, the it, end. Which is a bigger sin uh, than we could put to context here. Okay, so uh, here's a, here's a question: Are you guys ever going to rewatch this show? I never no. did. So when I, we were talking about seasons, I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> Things yeah. ended together, and I not. Yeah, I, I don't think I will. No, I won't. I don't think no, I will. I don't plan on it. Yeah. I learned that bitches be crazy. Yep. That's, that's what the show yeah. taught me. I mean, it must have been uh, the period that uh, got to Danny because that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. never, they, they only had to set up her menstrual cycle. That's all right. they had to do. <laughs> so I'll tell bad. you this before this season, before season eight, I went back and watched like the two best episodes from every season. Yeah. As a buildup. And it was great. I mean, so like, uh, you know, the wall and the door yeah. and hard home and all these things. Uh, uh, Blackwater. Uh, I watch, you know, so what is that? About 14 episodes or so. Yeah. And like those select few were great. But that's and then I got be... through this. Eight... Yeah. Go ahead. And then I got through the eighth season. I'm like, I'm never watching that shit again. I feel I'm like I'm not going to go back. I'll go back and watch it on YouTube. Like, it'll be a suggestive clip. Like, hey, do you want to watch the Battle of the Bastards? So I'm like, yeah, sure, fine. I'm taking a shit. Mine as well. And then I'll enjoy it. And then I won't go back to it or seek it out again. Like, 
That's that's where I'm at. Because I was I was building myself up. I was like, man, let's get hype. And I just watched them all right right up until the first episode of season eight. And then season eight just killed all that. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to watch this again. What well, a shame. All right. I'll only watch it with Leslie Jones yelling at the TV, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's the Leslie only time great. I got back. Yeah. I watched it this morning. That was good. All right, y'all. Anything else to say before we uh, put the show to bed and never talk about it again? <laughs> Can't wait for the prequel series. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's right. What? <laughs> what is it? Okay, what's the best case scenario for the prequel series? They make it about, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, homosexual nine- awakenings, like, uh, or like, uh, like, a commentary on uh, I don't know has to be something more than just more tits and dragons. Like I I, I don't want to watch a prequel series in this world anymore. Because do we even know who's doing it? Who's making it? I don't like. Know. Do we have a clue who's directing it? Who's writing it? No, I, I don't, don't know if we do. No. Supposedly one of the one of the stories is going to be the first long night, and you would be right. you know it's an anthology kind. I don't of, care. Like, like, Once again, why would you care? Because you know that it's all no, going to end with Arya Stark saying. stabbing somebody. A thousand yeah, years like later. eight thousand years ago, Bran exactly. the Builder builds a wall. The first, right. the, the first walker, the, the white first walker, man the and the children, and then but then you know it's just like Arya jumps out of a tree and stabs him. You're like, all right, all right I guess who cares? Fucking who cares? All right, we're we're dragging this out. Uh, anything else to say about the show? Dragging this out. Dragging this out. Oh. Somebody Who did cares? point out. I I I watch I I watch a few uh, other podcasts or reviewers, and somebody did point out that like Drogon is basically the word dragon. Only you replace the, <laughs> you replace the no A with an O, way. so it's dragon the dragon. <laughs> only it's a kid with a speech impediment saying it. Yeah. <laughs> so so they just refer to Drogon as dragon the dragon, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's that puts things into context a little bit, I guess. <laughs> all right guys um so uh thanks for this uh experiment it was fun i guess i'm looking forward to reading the books whenever they come out um in the guess. year 20 and, yeah. and to jeff's point i think i think danny going mad is interesting i feel like john killing danny could be interesting i feel like fi- Stan- yes yeah, Stannis getting to the point where he's desperate enough to burn his own child i feel like could be interesting but what we got on this TV show is not that. So hopefully the books will make that pay off better. I don't know. That's all I can say. Yeah. All I got. Right. All right, y'all. The books Thanks. will be better. Yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, the books could just be, I don't know, uh, 1,200 pages of him writing uh, all work, no play, make George a dull boy, and it'd be better than this. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, this has been fun, I guess. Guys, I guess <laughs> <laughs> we might have another podcast. We nice might talk about to the you. Don't ever invite me back. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Fair.